Today in tech news, events occurred and person slash group is responsible. Others say person slash group has been making the events occur for a long time period. More on that right now. The great ASUS warranty scandal of 2023, that's what I'm calling it, has gotten a little more interesting. Hardware busters have alleged that ASUS isn't the only AM5 motherboard manufacturer exceeding the 1.3 volt SOC voltage limit meant to protect Ryzen 7000 X3D series CPUs from exploding. After testing a Gigabyte Aorus Master X670E board, Hardware Busters found that the SOC voltage exceeded 1.36 volts after updating the BIOS that supposedly applied the voltage safety cap. Not so much vindicating ASUS as implying Gigabyte and potentially other motherboard makers need to step up in the making sure your products don't blow up department. If we all explode, isn't it like none of us did? Let's do it. Now, after this analysis went up, Buildzoid went to Twitter to claim that Gamers Nexus was measuring the voltages wrong in their investigation of ASUS's motherboards, and GN destroyed them with facts by just politely disagreeing and stating how they measured their results. <laughs> Nerds are discussing methodology, and it is getting spicy. On Friday, Hardware Unboxed went off on a fan for suggesting they needed to keep their credibility, stating they weren't going to stop reviewing ASUS products because A, reviewing their products is one way to call them out, and B, because finding tech companies that haven't done a ton of anti-consumer crap is like finding a milkshake in a ton of crap. Like, cool, you found a milkshake, but are you sure it's chocolate? It's a poop joke. To be fair to ASUS, they did just publish an update clarifying that installing beta BIOSes to fix this problem does not void your warranty. That's right. Faced with a sizable controversy over their lack of concern for their customers, the company thought, wow, we should definitely address this. After the weekend, you coming to beers tonight? TGIF, bro. <laughs> Man, when we did our ASUS Poetry Slam on Friday, we had no idea it would generate so much drama. So many feelings. This is clearly about us. People were crying in the audience. Apple is prepping for a win by ramping up testing of their next-gen M3 chips. According to German's sermon, Apple's been squirming to remove the worm in their Mac sales figures. Jacob isn't here, but he's here in spirit. <laughs> their sales figures, which were down 31% last quarter. Sure, they could reduce MacBook prices and make it more affordable to buy one of their great products, but what if instead of that, they use the more expensive three nanometer process for their M3 chips so they can add more cores and more memory? More high end, less low end. That's Based. Indeed, German says the baseline M3 Pro will have two more CPU and GPU cores than the M2 Pro, which itself had two more CPU and GPU cores than the M1 Pro. Sensing a pattern. Every day there will be another core. <laughs> Until something changes, we're going to add cores. However, German determined that the M3 Pro currently being tested has 36 gigabytes of memory, which is four more than the highest spec of the M2 Pro MacBooks. So like, two 18 gigabyte sticks in dual channel. This makes me physically uncomfortable. It would be so cool. Oh, just so I can think of something else, Mark Gurman said the long awaited 15 inch MacBook Air will come out equipped with an M2 chip just in time for summer. So get ready for that MacBook's announcement to be overshadowed by the announcement of Apple's VR headset at WWDC. You can go live in Apple's world. 
Tim Cook will sing you to sleep. And the European Union has given their blessing for Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard, the company that had a dream of being judged not by its leader's history of sexual harassment allegations, but by the content of its game library. I ain't gonna rip on that. <laughs> leave that alone. Sometimes you just make a Martin Luther King joke for no reason. Now the EU didn't do this for nothing. The merger approval is subject to conditions that Microsoft suggested to assuage concerns that this would affect the cloud gaming slash cloud game streaming market, which a lot of people care about. The European Commission's concerns were that since cloud gaming is still a young market, the availability of games like Call of Duty could affect it. If Microsoft were to make COD exclusive to Game Pass Ultimate, the company would be able to virtually monopolize the preteens who just learned a new slur demographic a key segment for advertisers. In fact, the UK's Competition and Markets Authority blocked the merger because of similar concerns about the cloud gaming market. As a compromise, Microsoft offered a 10-year plan to provide licenses to consumers in the European economic area that would allow them to stream any Activision Blizzard PC games they own using any streaming service, and a corresponding license to any streaming service platforms to provide that capability. So what happens when that license agreement is up? Who cares? We'll probably all be killed by self-aware AI by then. So and I'm looking forward to it. Live for now. <laughs> now it's time for Quick Bits, bro. What? Quick Bits? Not in my city. Thanks, Paradox Interactive, for sponsoring this video. City Skylines is a city-building simulation game. But it's not your regular city sim. City Skylines allows you to build public transit routes, construct highways, and you can even buy neighboring plots of land, increasing the size of your city. But it's not all fun and games. You'll need to manage your city's budget while dealing with issues like traffic and sewage systems to keep crap running downhill. Now you can play it for free from May 18th to 22nd and find the mayor that's been inside you all along. I bribed the mayor so we could include all five quick bits. Just don't tell anyone. The Pixel 7 is this summer's hottest phone, a sentence that will make sense once I let you know that Pixel 6 and 7 users have reported a sudden unexplained bug that's causing their phones to overheat. The apparent cause is a recent app update that's causing the Google app to suck up battery life like a wild cherry Capri Sun. In some cases, these issues have cut usable screen time in half. The phones are likewise charging slower and running dangerously hot, prompting some users to turn their pixels into popsicles by sticking them in the freezer. Nutritious and delicious. And they take great photos. A great summer treat! <laughs> users have tried rolling back to a previous update and even full factory resets, neither of which seem to work. All there's left to do is wait for Google to hurry up and fix their $600 butt warmers, which is of little comfort here in Western Canada, where the country is literally on fire. A startup called Telly wants to give you a TV for free. All it costs is everything. The television comes with a second banner-like screen, which will be fully or partially taken up by ads pretty much at all times. And the TV may collect information about the content you watch and may also track the physical presence of you and any other individuals using the TV at any time. Now, as we mentioned, you can get the TV for free or you can opt out of sharing all your data and pay $500 to keep it if you are okay with installing a billboard in your living room. If I let them install a probe in my head, will they pay me? The dystopia is here. <laughs> I've always wanted Cyberpunk 2077 to be real. A private company called Rhea Space Activity has received funding from the US Space Force to rescue the Spitzer Space Telescope. 
The observatory was launched 20 years ago and remained mostly operational until three years ago when communication stopped working. I'm not saying it's aliens, but in a plan backed by multiple groups, including Lockheed Martin, a small craft would be sent to act as a relay between Spitzer and Earth, within spitzing distance, you could say. The eventual hope is to use the telescope as an early warning system for dangerous asteroids. Because if we have enough time, we won't have to send Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck. Again, they are so tired of this. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom players are getting creative by using the in-game mechanics to build tanks, planes, and even mechs. But also, many, 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 lots of penises. There's just so many. You can build anything. More like Tears of the Schwingdom, am I right? Okay. Nintendo severely overestimated my imagination. Perhaps as revenge for the golden turd players received for rescuing all 900 Koroks in Breath of the Wild, a lot of creative energy has gone towards torturing the annoying creatures in different ways, involving crucifixions and I have to assume penises as well. We've never said the word this many times in a show. Oh, wow. Everyone is freaking out about the era of 100 gigabyte games. Meanwhile, Nintendo fit an open world war crime simulator into 16.3 gigs. What about penis crucifixions? <laughs> we'll get there. And the creator of the Oculus, Palmer Lucky, tweeted, quote, the Apple headset is so good, end quote. <laughs> what else did he say? Nothing. Did he go into more detail? No, are we sure he's actually touched an Apple headset? Not really. Is this the real Palmer Lucky? Well, there's a blue check mark next to his name, but what does that even mean anymore? Anyway, the headset's going to be announced June 5th probably, but will it be expensive? Almost certainly. But it will cost you nothing to come back on Wednesday. And why wouldn't you? Don't you like us? We're cool. We're cool people, right? Like, like not just my mom thinks so. I just, she, doesn't, she doesn't watch the show, so.